Hi, and welcome to Smart Businesses Do This. I'm joined by Greg Jeffries, where today we're going to be talking about search engine optimization for small businesses. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This, the podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. We met a couple of years ago at uh, an event in Austin, actually. Yep. Which is marketing. Yeah. And um, since then, or I mean, I suppose potentially before then as well, you've been helping small businesses with SEO. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons that I really wanted you on the show, which you don't know about, you're about to find out right now, is, is SEO going away with AI? In my opinion, no. It just makes it, better faster more affordable so and i've you know within the last uh i don't know if we're gonna i don't want to date this yeah that's fine that's fine or whatever is uh, january 2024 so in the last 12 plus months there i, I mean it, it was just been bombarded with all so many ai tools coming out so quickly so for me it was kind of hard to keep up and i'm just now um kind of curating and consolidating some of those tools narrowing them down to um, incorporate them into my my process and stuff. So yeah, I just see AI as a a means uh, to do everything that I was already doing better, faster, easier, cheaper. Okay, I mean, which is good news. That's what we would anticipate. So the fear that I've heard, and this is this is one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to to an SEO expert, is that people will stop using Google when and they'll use like AI tools instead to to search for things. No, and I, I'm not like super nerdy in the tech. Yeah, that's when spear whatever. Um, but I'll make a comparison. So when yes, sales and popularity of the Yellow Pages book went away, people searching for businesses locally didn't go away. the The platform just shifted. Yep, shifted to online. So much uh, AI is just the same way. So searching is not going to go away, but the way in which people search is going to change. So yeah. okay. uh, I think it's going to be more auto auditory searches and stuff. So through, I guess, the the VR headsets, uh, either visually or verbally searching, not by typing it, but by saying it. So still searching, just the, still Google, but just through voice, through Siri and Alexa and all that stuff. That makes sense. Okay, and so this this brings a question. Do you do much um, search engine optimization for voice search, Alexa, Siri, that kind of stuff? Or is it more the traditional method that you do specifically? I've still kind of, I guess, like a little hybrid of that. So still in the old ways, but using now incorporating AI tools to do that much faster. That's so cool. So, um, and I think, you know, it, it's worth mentioning, like you said, you know, January 2024 at the time of recording this, still to this day, when I contact friends of mine that are not um, cutting edge business owners, mm -hmm. just traditional business owners, they still are not using AI. We're one year in. Yeah. And um, like I have, uh, I, I had a buddy of mine I spoke to the other day. He works in, in, a, in a sales company in the UK. And I'm like, do you use AI much? And he goes, mate, what am I going to create like images for? Like, what am I going to do with that? I'm like, what do you mean? Like to him, AI was just, create porn images like that was like what he thought you used ai for like yeah and i was like well what about chat gbt he goes oh yeah i've heard of that he goes that was rubbish and i'm like what do you mean that was rubbish he goes i used it once i didn't like it 
And I was like, you know, you sound like like my granddad when mobile phones came out. Like that's exactly what you sound like. Not that. Yeah, and that's how. That's honestly how. <laughs> that's honestly how I felt because I've been in, uh, you know, the, I mean, you as well. We've been in the marketing game for so long. We've yeah. seen different trends or whatever you want to call them, different seasons. And honestly, I, it, it's I. I don't, yeah, I'm only. 37 but i feel like an old man because i'm like man i've just seen so much in a small amount yeah. of time i i don't want to change again but and again i'm not i'm not some kind of doom and gloom preach fear kind of guy but i think if you don't adopt or incorporate some aspect of ai into your business in the next couple of years i don't see how you're gonna keep up just because Again, AI allows us to do what we were doing already, um, but faster, cheaper, just it, it multiplies it. Um, I don't see how a human without the aid of AI, which can do everything we can do times a billion, yep. um, I don't see how uh, businesses that are not incorporating it can possibly keep up. They will hang on for a little bit, just like this happened years ago in other businesses, but, and they're like, oh, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. We're going to still keep advertising yellow pages, yellow pages, yellow pages, dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 100%. I mean, and there have been classic examples of businesses that failed to move with the times that collapse, right? We've right. got the classic was Blockbuster, yeah. not incorporating Netflix. They had the opportunity to buy Netflix for, right. for you know, cents on the dollar. Right. Um, and there are so many cases of companies, I think it was Sears refusing to go online. Um, yeah. and, and all of these companies regretted not keeping up with technology. Right. You, you have to not just adopt, but adopt, evolve, and change. And right. if you keep trying to do the same old processes that worked in 2022, in 2024, you are done. Like, yeah. you are gone. Like, that is the end of your company. Pretty much, and, yeah. yeah. And so I, I love to hear that, that that you're adopting that into SEO. And also, it's, it's refreshing to hear that people are still going to search they just may not search the way they did before. Yeah, and I mean, I can I just be honest. It it was it was and is overwhelming because I I could see I, I mean can poll take a poll of all my students in the last couple of years, and I was like, I've been in the game long enough to like I can feel something's coming, something's coming. I've told them over like two or three years. I don't know what it is because I'm not some like ninja nerd tech guy, but I'm like I can feel it. Like I know when things are about to shift, and then. Chat GPT came out and it was like, this is it. This is the beginning. I don't know what this is going to look like in a couple of years, but this is it. This is next evolution or next. And, and yeah, you just, there's some businesses that are so evergreen that they, they change so little. And I think those are some of the ones that like that Warren Buffett likes to invest in like Wrigley's chewing gum and like water, bottled water and stuff yeah. like that. That's not going to change very much in, in, uh, in 40 years, but then there's just, yeah, some businesses that you do have to pivot. And what I love about SEO is it is SEO or whatever search, if you want to call it that, is, is evergreen, but how people search is going to change. That makes sense. So, okay, so what, uh, what would you say are some like best practices? Somebody right now is like, you know what, I want to do some SEO. Um, what should they be doing? Well, I'm just going to speak based on my process, my philosophy, because when I got started, I didn't have any money, you know, like the the most optimal 
way to probably start any business or side hustles, like already have enough money coming in um, to where you can afford to spend a couple hundred bucks a month starting this little side hustle. So you have enough coming in at your job to, to start this on the side. Um, but I didn't have that. So I just, you know, leveraged, I discovered this wonderful world of credit cards and I was like, well, this is my form of leverage and stuff. So um, I, I had to figure out how can I get from zero to something um, and I, um, I, I took the affiliate route, but you can, you know, as businesses, uh, you can acquire clients and things like that. But my approach to SEO was, you know, try, trying to, what's that low hanging fruit that I can go out after that will actually get me some traction that I can kind of build on and snowball and stuff. So my whole approach is going after what's known as long tail keywords. So the, uh, longer search phrases that people are, and all those variations of searches um, related to a specific business that people are typing uh, typing in around that. So like, instead of like um, best barbecue in, in Austin or whatever, like get a little more granular on those kinds of keyword phrases. And there's tools out there to help you find uh, What kind of tools do you normally use? So I'm aware of SEM Rush. That's um, a good one. That's a good one. So I'll just keep it simple. Um, Ahrefs has one called, uh, I think, Keyword Explorer. And then SimRush is a little more affordable and they have their keyword magic tool. So I literally just go into keyword magic tool. And, uh, and again, I, I don't want to make it sound super technical because like there's a lot of tools out here that do the same thing. But the the, the main point and takeaway is to go after long tail uh, keywords. Uh, and so I start with a, what I call a root keyword. So uh, if we're saying best barbecue and uh, let's just say Austin, since it's a little bigger than text uh, than Bastrop. Um, Best barbecue in Texas, and then it'll spit out a list of like what people are already searching for, all the different varieties and stuff. And then you can b basically just do a find and replace um, well, all the Austin keywords for Bastrop or whatever small city you're in. And it's extremely uh, way easier to dominate a, um, a local town. A, a local town. Makes so sense. it's it works beautiful for local businesses. But I understand that. Typically, you know, local businesses are kind of small. There's usually not somebody that's like techie or nerdy on their team. But I mean, if they've just got like a a son or a daughter somewhere younger on their staff, this is simple stuff that you, I mean, now you can literally just create YouTube shorts and upload them to a YouTube channel. And that can serve as a content piece that will bring in uh, traffic and exposure for that business. So really simple stuff you can do for free with a smartphone. And stuff. Dude, so I, I love this. And uh, it's actually funny. Um, I've been a huge fan of search engine optimization. I started uh, my entrepreneurial journey on the internet in 2006. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, a new website coming out called YouTube. And I jumped on YouTube. And the very first thing I did was I went to, uh, I went to a local park and I filmed six videos. And each of these videos were search engine terms that I thought would be good for my business. Sure enough, that brought in my initial customers. Mm. Um, it was about a year and a half later that I hadn't uploaded much of anything during that time. And I was like, oh, I should go deeper into this. And so it's like towards the end of 2007, I went to New York City and I went to Central Park mm. and I filmed 20 more videos. Wow. And this time I made them longer by like two minutes extra. And those 20 videos ended up dominating the keywords of that search for a year and a half. And those next 20 videos like catapulted my career. And there have been numerous times in my life where I have just sat down and thought, you know what? I should really just make a whole bunch of content on a whole bunch of different keywords. And the, the key for me actually, and, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this. 
isn't just that I put them out onto the internet, went to sleep, woke up the next day and got sales. That never worked. Right. What I did was I would take each video mm -hmm. and promote it to people that knew me mm -hmm. every day for a sequence of days. Yeah. So when I did the, the 20 keywords, it yeah. was 20 days. I'm going to upload a different video every day yeah. and send it to my whole mailing list. Hey, I made you this video. Hey, I made you this video. Yeah. So let's just, uh, I'm going to brainstorm a bit. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a barbecue restaurant in Bastrop. Yeah. And I do my keyword research in Austin mm -hmm. and I find the top 20 long tail keywords. Yep. Like, okay, these are all really good. Mm -hmm. And I then sit down one day and I film 20 videos, one for each keyword, replacing the word Austin with Bastrop. Yep. Upload all those, well, get those videos edited and ready to go. Mm -hmm. And then one a day, I send them to my entire custom list. Anyone who's ever bought barbecue from me. Absolutely. Just to get some eyeballs on them initially exactly yeah and would you say that would be a good strategy you know i'm just guessing that would be excellent yeah because i mean if they already know and like and trust you and they've been there hopefully they'll share it with one person well hopefully that person will share it with one person so it's a, it's kind of a a slow kind of snowball effect but if you do that if you're disciplined and consistent on that which is it, this is very simple stuff it doesn't take a lot of money or time but people they, I see the same patterns over and over. They, they, they want things overnight, and so they give up usually before ninety days or less. And then, even though they give up, it all. I see. I've you know I've been teaching this stuff for so long. They'll give up, go do something else for a couple of months or a couple of years. The stuff that they did for those ninety days or thirty days it starts to kick in and they're like, ah, oh, if only I would have stayed consistent because it worked. Yeah. It's just that it takes a little time to build some traction and momentum. What should somebody do after they've done those initial 20 keywords? Like what would be next? Because I, I think that's a part of why people give up, right? They, they run out of keywords and they're like, well, now I don't know what to do. So that's, I had to develop a strategy for that. So it's like, um, uh, if, can I name a brand? Yeah. Just, okay. So I'm not trying to, you know, prop one brand over another. I just, in our space of marketing, ClickFunnels is pretty well known. So it has a lot, and it's been around for several years now. So uh, they have several thousand keywords. So, but if if these keyword tools like SimRush gives you 5,000 uh, long tail keywords, what do you do once you've created content for all those 5,000? 5, it's the end of the road. Nothing else there. Yeah, yeah, there's, and you would think, well, at that point, you're making enough money, you would think that you don't want to make more money. False. <laughs> when you get to that point, you're like, I want to make more money. How? Where do I go from that? So then in, in, in terms of like affiliate products, um, you would go target the competitors. And then um, you want to go a level deeper, you can target the generic terms uh, related to that what that product or service does. Um, or the other thing you can do, which I, it took me a long time to um, accept that I could do this because mm -hmm. uh, maybe you agree with this statement or not, but like a lot of life and business is just mental and like figuring out these little secrets and then giving yourself permission to do those things that you discovered. And so if you've gone through uh, created content for all these barbecue terms, you can do it again. Just redo them. Yeah, you can create another piece of content for each of those terms and saturate the market even more. You can do that. <laughs> so I, first of all, Greg, I, I love you already. And I love that you said that. Um, the thing that people want doesn't change. The mistake that many business owners make is we think of something, we find it and we know they want it. Mm -hmm. And then 
we'd say, well, I've already done that. Now I've got to do the new thing. And, um, but that, but what people want hasn't changed. So for example, one of the businesses that I own is a dating company. And in the dating company, the number one thing people want are high quality partners. And after you do a whole bunch of content and product about how to make high quality partners, you kind of get bored of it and you want to move on to other things. Right. But the problem is the desire for high quality partners hasn't changed. Right. People still want to date a high quality person. There's always somebody who's in their 30s who just got divorced who now wants a high quality partner. Right. And if your messaging has changed to something completely different, like you know where to go on a good first date, um, they're not as interested because they still want to find how to find a high quality partner. And it is tough creating the same content over and over again in different ways. True. But it works. Also, you probably you probably discovered this as well. Yeah, when you run and and uh, with, uh, niches like that, yeah, it is a little boring to create the same like root content over and over again. So a way to expand on that is to make your hooks unique, but bridge create bridge it back, yeah. bridge it back to that main thing because sell them what they want, give them what they need. Yeah. So you're just like it, you can capitalize on whatever the latest greatest tiktok trend is this week and it comes back to the it's point. a tiktok dance that brings them back to, to barbecue. yeah, barbecue <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 uh, an ideal partner or whatever yeah no I, 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 you're 100 and i you know and and i think like anyone listening to this you, you have to understand this you only have to create one good product you don't need more than one good product what you need are multiple ways into that good product. Correct. So about seven years ago, we created our dating program, uh, The Ace Formula, which is just great. It just works. There is no need ever for us to create a new Ace Formula. Right. Um, we updated it. We, we actually created the new Ace Formula, but it was just an update of the original program right. that still included the original program. Yeah. But what changes is the roots into it. Right. And that is, I agree hundred percent. If I had a tiny, I'm thinking about opening a barbecue restaurant. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but if I had a small barbecue restaurant in Bastrop, like you said, the route in is we have the best barbecue. Right. And then it's, you know, for this particular event, we're going to do barbecue turkey for the first time. Right. And then it's, right. um, you know, hey, now we're doing a whole bunch of dances. Now we're going to do the biggest uh, barbecue and get the Guinness World Record. Exactly. And can I speak Please, to that? Yeah. So, yeah. So that was... um. A, a kind of yeah, I've just pieced together things I've seen through my own life experience and what I've seen other brands do. Um, so there, there aren't in my observation there aren't any like limits of how much money you can make in the world, but there are caps on how much money you can make with certain products. Yeah. So an example I like to use is Coca Cola. Yeah, they're like a billion dollar brand. I don't know if they make a billions with just selling Coke, but. Um, there's just a limit on how many Cokes you can shove down someone's throat in a day. Yeah. You know, there's a limited amount of people on the planet. Is there the... No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. You know, uh, the goal is to have everybody drinking a Coke. And then what's the next thing? Well, let's get them to drink more than one Coke. Well, eventually you're going to run out of people, you know, and, and you can't ever have 100%, um, you know, market cap or, what, or market yeah. saturation or whatever. So how do you expand from that? You sell them other Coke-related products. For so sure. T-shirts hats and things like yeah so ex so, so to exp come back to come yeah come back to the uh, the barbecue example how do you make more money when you saturated the crap out of a, a small town like a bastrop well you can sell them uh merch 
for the um, the barbecue restaurant. You can do the same marketing that you're doing in Bastrop, open up another location or franchise it in Austin yep. and San Marcos and stuff like that. So that you're doing the same thing, just in a different location. That's how you scale. Or you can uh, go into a completely you know, different business, which is, again, related to the merch. Different product, but tied to the same brand, you know, so like, Red Bull, you know, they, they sell a, a drink, but then they got all this merch and, you know, all different other little, uh, like, was it PepsiCo? They own a lot of different brands, like, what was it, KFC, Pizza yep. Hut. And what do they sell for the beverage in there? Not Coke. <laughs> they sell Pepsi. Yeah. You know, so. No, I do. I, I love that. I love exactly what you're saying, because I think this really is, um, it's something so simple. And it's something that people just don't do in their business yeah. that, that they can do. And I'm guilty of it. Like, you know, I forget and I move on and I'm like, wait, I, when was the last time I sat and did some SEO? Like when was the last time I actually created that content? Yeah, it's simple, but it's, um, it's, I guess you could say it's boring, especially to people that have, I guess, uh, a little bit more success. And they're like, I don't have time for it. And then, you know, there's a lot of whatever p people that get taken advantage of. And I spent $5,000 in this guy. He said he was doing SEO and it didn't move the needle and stuff. And uh, a lot of marketers that have had a certain degree of success, they get so used to the, the instant results of um, pay traffic. The ROI isn't as high, but the results are fast. So you can turn a dollar to $2, yay. Um, that's scalable, but like the ROI on SEO has always been massive. Like we're talking hundreds, thousands of percent. Yeah, it's the the multiple. I mean, the um, the numbers isn't as high, but the the ROI itself is huge. So I, I, and actually, I'll, I'll share with you a huge, um, huge SEO win that we had recently. Um, one of my business partners, uh, we own a live action role play company. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, we dress up in armor and we sword fight people. Yeah, <laughs> I own a, a company that does that. I own part of a company that does that. And um, at the last event we went to in August, he had a dude with a drone and a camera and his son. And they were going around interviewing people the entire time. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. And my buddy's like, just wait. I was like, all right. And he called it. He's like, just wait, whatever. End of the event goes by, September comes down, and they upload a 45-minute LARP documentary that they filmed while they were there. They just filmed the whole time, interviewed people, and made a documentary. Uploaded it to YouTube. It became the number one watched video for LARP because they all wanted to watch the LARP documentary. Mm. It generated over $350,000 in ticket sales within a week damn so talking about instant roi and i think uh, this is something that actually uh, mr beast has said that I, i've been looking at a lot if you do the bare minimum in your content the results you're going to get are the bare minimum mm. if you take a moment and you do something huge something bigger than just i'm going to make a keyword video but you're like i'm going to do a documentary or i'm going to do you know something massive that is when people come and look at it because what you've created is a spectacle. Yeah. Um, and this is something that I've known, like my, uh, my business career, um, you know, 2021 really kicked off when I generated over $600,000 in support for orphans in Ukraine. When, when Russia invaded, I went on a mission to just generate a whole bunch of money, but it was actually proof that I could generate money from nothing mm -hmm. to generate 600 grand in 11 days. 
That's when I don't own a charity, I don't have anything. I have no ties to this. I just did it from scratch, yeah. following the blueprint that we created yeah. for making money fast. That we got news coverage from Fox News. Everyone's like, you know, this guy's doing great. Yeah. But it was really a testimonial for how much money can be made, how fast using that system. Um, and again, because it was bigger than just making a video online being like, people should do something, you know, or here's my thoughts on this situation. Yeah. It wasn't just these are my thoughts or this is my commentary or this is my reaction video. It was, I'm going to put more effort in than anyone else yeah. and win. Same, there are a lot of, LARP people making videos. This is my new costume. This is how I make a weapon. This is how I do this. But no one had been like, I'm going to make a documentary. Yeah. And the crazy thing is it was filmed in four days. Yeah. Edited in two weeks and done. Yeah. And then, and then the haters come out usually oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, lucky for them. It's just luck. Yeah. They got lucky and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I love this. So what do you, what would you say as some predictions for this year in terms of SEO? Like what, what are we going to see as like things people should be doing this year? I think getting, I mean, I guess there's a lot probably, probably a lot I don't know, but um, what I'm going to be doing uh, is actually incorporating some of these AI tools. So I think there's still plenty of opportunity this year to even, um, adopt some of these tools on a, on a small scale, but just, I, I think you should start learning them, uh, le learning how to incorporate, uh, learning how some of them work and how they're uh, applicable to your specific business and start incorporating so you can kind of get ahead of the, the curve because it's coming. And I, I'm again, I'm not trying to be some kind of doom and gloom kind of person, but I, I genuinely don't know, like if you're a business, small business, or just honestly an employee, I, I in about, I don't know, three to five years, if it keeps going the direction it is, which I don't see why it wouldn't, I don't see how you're going to catch up or like bridge this gap once uh, the people that adopt it move over here and they can do things so rapidly. Because like, again, there's only two main parts of SEO, the content and backlinks basically. Um, and so if AI is able to generate content faster, how can, how can you catch up if you're doing it manually? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, that was, it, um, it's a time thing. It's also a money thing. So like you either had to traditionally write it, um, copy it and rewrite it or pay a writer to write these things, the content. So yeah, just, uh, there's a lot of tools out there. So I can't say do this, do that, do that. Yeah. But like, um, learn whatever AI tools are relevant to your business, whether it's um, written, verbal, text to video, whatever is most applicable to what you're doing or what you're interested in. And just learn, like, take this year to learn those tools so that you can start to implement those things. Because I, again, if you wait too long, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't yeah. know how you're going to catch up. Dude, no, I love that. Um, you did mention backlinks quickly. What yeah. is the the best rule of uh, like for backlinks or best system for that? So uh, I, I don't teach too much on it, but I'll break it down real simple. So the, again, there's two, SEO can be simplified down to two basic things. There's content and backlinks. Content, I just kind of like to break down into, it can either be written or video. So there's websites video so youtube i guess would be an example of that but now there's tiktok and all these other shorts 
channels and stuff that didn't exist back then, but written or video. And then backlinks, all it means is a, a link or basically a vote in the eyes of Google from another website to this piece of content. And that's seen as an, a vote in the eyes of Google or the search engines that this piece of content, uh, this website that says that this piece of content is about this particular thing. Mm -hmm. And ideally, the more relevant the 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 where the backlink is coming from towards the um, the relevance of that thing it's pointed to. So, like uh, the the better. Yeah. And, and the more of those backlinks that you have that are more relevant. The better so in in the context of like your your dating um, product, a, a link from any website is better than none at all. But ideally, you would like to have some backlinks, some referring links from uh, high authority, uh, niche relevant, you know, dating whatever. It could even be like GQ magazine sure. or an article from Vogue or whatever that is t saying that, you know, Adam Lyons program is awesome. Here's the link to go to. It. The more links you can get like that, the better. So it's it's really simple. Um, and again, just discipline and consistency. You don't have to have 10,000 backlinks to uh, boost your content. And it's not even really necessary if you have the content. The content is the most important part because what a lot of um, kind of black hat people try to do or did back in the day. They take an average piece of content and try to blast it with a whole bunch of backlinks to get to force Google to like it. And yeah, it's going to work temporarily. And then, but then uh, the 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 users are going to vote. <laughs> yeah, but but by their clicking on that item, so if they click it and then it's not relevant, then they're going to hit the back button, and Google can see that. That's why they created Chrome, so we could they could collect all that data, so I can see all that. And uh, so, yeah, it's not backlinks aren't crucial. Uh, they're only crucial to like ranking, but like it's becoming less and less important, uh, especially with channels like the YouTube Shorts and stuff. So, like, literally, I mean, it's it's faster and easier than it's ever been to get from zero to not, not even something zero to like six seven figures. It's mind blowing. Like these people that. Uh, are taking advantage of this and they hadn't had to go through the marketing struggles yep. over the years. Like they don't know how good they have it yeah. right now because they're like, wow, they just posted a video to you, uh, TikTok and like, uh, yeah, make a thousand dollars a day. And like, you know, I don't think you can really fathom how amazing that is. Like yeah, it, sure. it's never been like this ever. Um, and so I hope they're doing something wise with that money that they're getting because <laughs> it, it you know, again, things are going to pivot and change. So I hope that you're doing something wise with that money while they're collecting it so easily. I love that, so. Greg. So um, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go to find you? Uh, just go to gregjeffries.com and then I'll have some links to all the projects that I'm working on currently. So. Amazing. I love that. Guys, let's hear it for Greg Jeffries. Thank you ever so much. Now, if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business, then the absolute best place to start is with my Smart Blueprint ebook. Over 10,000 people have already gone through the book, and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free. Just visit thesmartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.